Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hot Happy Mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Happy mess. I'm Ziri Hall, and this is Hot Happy, Happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Hot Happy Mess. I am your host, Zuri Hall, and today we are talking about love for lack thereof. Actually, you guys are loving this series, and I'm so glad because y'all know I love to talk about love and lack thereof. It's one of my favorite topics to explore. So I'm really glad that the relationship series is hit the way that we hoped it would hit. My voice cracked there in a really weird way. I think I'm kind of losing it. Slightly concerning. No, losing my voice, not my mind, but that is also... Up for debate sometimes. Um, we are talking about breaking up today. Breaking up is hard to do sometimes. Sometimes it's really easy. Sometimes it's written on the wall. Okay, so I've got some of my girls. We're stepping back into the group chat. We're bringing you back into the fold with my real life besties. Uh, two of them today, Veronica and Ashley, are joining me, and we are just sharing our stories when it comes to breakups we've had, um, how we've gotten over them, our number one go-to breakup song. If you have a breakup song that you are like, yo, this will get you through it, please leave a review. Leave a five-star review. (laughs) But um, drop the song in the comment, in the review. I would really love to hear those and share those with our Hot Happy Mess community. Help our sisters out who might be going through it right now. After the group chat, we have this week's party trick, which is from marriage and family therapist Beverly Andre. She's providing us with three tips to bounce back from a breakup, okay? And then we're wrapping up this episode so that we can gear up for marriage. Hard turn. We're making hard turns here, guys. That's next week. Anyways, uh, first up, this is the group chat. We are back with another episode of Hot Happy Mess, and we've got some of the group chat ladies here, Veronica and Ashley. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hey. 
So I have had the honor, the privilege, the shared trauma of going through some breakups with y'all, like being witness to them, uh, going through them. Y'all have certainly supported me through um, mine. And this episode is just all about breaking up, like how to do it, when to do it, breakups gone bad. And you know, the group chat is all about just keeping it real and diving in. So first up, uh, we'll kick things off with Veronica. What breakup are you going to talk about today? Because it's not just romantic, which I kind of love. No, not at all. I think actually, if you're doing it right, friendship breakups are sometimes even worse than romantic breakups. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're friends with someone for, and this breakup was like 10 years of friendship, if not more. um, I think you think like when you're, when you get into a romantic relationship, you're not thinking it's going to end, but you're like, no matter what, like my girls will be there, hold me down. You know, you expect your friends to be there through your romantic breakups. Um, And then when you break up with your friend, it's like, and you're single. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, so now where do I go? Um, So that was for sure. Like one of my hardest breakups. Um, But then it's like, if that's your sister, it ebbs and flows um, relationships. So it's like, she's in a different place. And I realized after that, you know, we'll get back to it. If this is really your sister, if this is really like your girl, It'll come back. And it just, um, I mean, it happened a few times at this point. So. Right. I was like, so it did come back. Because I remember yeah. you calling me like, so we're back on. And I was yeah, like, leave on. her. <laughs> leave her, Veronica. Like, I can't. <laughs> it's toxic. Have you listened to the episode on toxicity? Because you need to. I mean, when she even explained to me, I, okay, the word, the ebbs and flows phrase, she explained that to me. She was like, you know, relationships really ebbs and flows. Girl. You are you saying, if this ain't Stockholm Syndrome, you know what? I'm going to let you speak your truth. Because I'm still trying to figure out how to Is get it you out of this relationship. relationship. I'm low, still trying to low key. And I say that so lovingly because honestly, like, and I feel like I've said this on the podcast before about you. And I certainly say it in real life to people when I'm trying to explain you explain and like, why we're friends. Right. But like the truth is you have like the biggest heart. You have the strongest resting bitch face ever. But then like the biggest heart underneath it. And I feel like once you decide that someone's your friend, like once you lock in, like you're there, like that's it. And so it's great for, to be on the receiving end of that, you know, like I appreciate your friendship, but then it's also like people who don't deserve it. You know, we all have those people in our lives also get the rewards of your loyalty, even after they've used up their get out of jail free card. So that's just how I always felt about that breakup situation. But, but see, you have to come see the new and improved version. So um, <laughs> he has changed. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you gotta see this car. He loves me. Okay. You might be right. You might be right. It's been a long time. It's been years since I yeah. even like, Oh wait, you were that reason the first time when she dumped me after we all hung out together. <laughs> You were the reason. You don't remember this? Zuri over here talking about toxicity, and she's like, right. wait, was I the toxic? Or I am the toxic. No, I wasn't. I was the new man who treated you right, who was, like, not as sexy or fun and, like, probably couldn't get you into as many clubs. But, like, I came home at night, and you knew where I was, and you probably have the passcode to my phone. But this one was just like, get in the Lamborghini, bitch. And Veronica's like, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding okay. for the most part. Okay, so that's what V's going to go into. Uh, That's what V's going to go into, and I'm excited about that because I think it really is an important conversation and perspective. Ashley, what are you going to be helping us work through? What are you revealing when it comes to the breakup? 
Yeah. So when I was in college and even after college, I had like a relationship that was a friendship that turned into a situationship that turned into a relationship back to situationship. (laughs) And it lasted for years and it was extremely toxic and almost turned physical Mm. in a bad way. And so, yeah, that's the, that's the breakup I'm talking about. Okay. Very, very painful (laughs) situation. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to breaking up, I feel like it's particularly hard to do when there's like when the person who you're like, I think I need to step away from this person when they're so good at like turning it back up and turning it back on and being who they were when you loved them and being that person just long enough to kind of like get you back into the, their grip. And then you get so used to this pattern that you almost normalize it and you look up and you're like, I've been doing this shit for two, three, four years with you. And that goes for friendships too. Cause I've had yep. that situation, Veronica with you, what break it down? Like, what was the dynamic? When were you like, something's not adding up. Something's got to give, I I'm not liking where we are. And then also how did you eventually walk away from it? So, um, I had just transferred from my college in Baltimore back to New York. I think I was about 19, maybe not 19. Um, we, I just wanted to meet people. So I was just going around doing things. So I had this promoter friend who was taking people to the Hamptons. And so I went with my boyfriend at the time and she was there with her boyfriend at the time. And we just struck up a conversation. We were like on a tennis court or something. Maybe we were the only people there. So we started talking and like, we're talking about our relationships. And I'm like, um, yeah, I'm with this guy. We've been together for a year now, you know, or almost a year. Our anniversary is coming up and you know, he's going to give me this promise ring. I already picked it out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is what's going on. And I was very much more of the like assertive one, knew what I wanted, knew what my boyfriend was going to do for me, what was going on. And I was going to, you know, express myself. Um, she was more timid. She was like, well, yeah, I hope he remembers our anniversary. It was very much that kind of thing. Um, so I kind of became almost a defender, I guess. Like we would go out, I'd be like the outspoken one. Um, mm, he like took a while to find her own boy. The yeah. yeah. You know, uh, it was kind of like this duo. We'd go to clubs together all the time, um, just meeting people. And that's a dynamic that played out over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. We had so much fun. She, I told, we felt like we were the only ones who could understand our lives because we we're doing all these crazy things, mm-hmm. like being just going out and meeting all these people and doing all this club and the nightlife scene and other people kind of couldn't understand the things that we were doing. Yeah. Um, so we kind of had that sisterhood. There was no judgment. We would just tell each other everything. It's, it was a great friendship. It's always been a great friendship, which is yeah. why the first time she kind of just stopped talking to me, I was extremely hurt. Like I was like showing up to her house, like to like <laughs> ring the doorbell and kind of like having to drag myself away. You like know, I'd be drunk, like, like going lover. to the city. Like, I, yeah, I just looked to be like, listen, what happened? Why are right. you ignoring me? And did she just go straight up cold? Like, stop answering phone calls and texts? What happened? Yeah, um, basically. And then, um, and, but she's a bit older, like, uh, maybe like five years older than me. Oh, I, I didn't know she was that much older than you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it even seems stranger now to me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so she just went cold turkey the first time. And so I was really upset. I kept texting her and being like, you know, what's going on? Then I just kind of dropped it, you know? Mm-hmm. Eventually she came back around. I'm not sure what happened, but I accepted it. I was like, okay, you know, it's one time. It's not a big deal. Um, it happened again, like maybe a year or something later. And I was like, I think I was more upset then because maybe it was a few years later, but I had this guy in my life who was no good. And she had been with me the whole time going through it. Um, 
and she had seen everything. And around that time, the first, the second time she, we broke up, um, he and I had broken up too. And so he was my everything and she was my everything. And it was like, I got upset with her because it was like, how dare you not be around at the time when I needed you most, you know, like I kind of expected him to do his nonsense that he's doing, but like, I really needed her. Um, so I got upset as well. She, she went away and I didn't, I went cold turkey too. I was like, all right, like we can hold out. Like, let's see what happens. So it was like, I'm not sure how that went. What happened? It was like a game of chicken at that point. Like you didn't want it to be over, but you weren't going to be the one to be like banging on her door again. Exactly. I was not giving in. Um, And I didn't understand why, like what it was. Like I wasn't thinking about like the in-depth analysis of why she was behaving, why she was. I just knew at the moment I was not going to give in to it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not sure how we got together after that, but it just seems like it just always keeps coming back. Like that ex, it just keeps coming back. Like you can't When she would disappear, what was her explanation when she came back on the grid? Well, the first time, I mean, it was so petty. Should I, the first time it was when we all hung out together. Yeah. Oh shit. That wasn't even a rhetorical question. I genuinely was asking and did not realize that I was the answer. No, it was Wait, I vaguely recall it. You know, my memory's trash. Was it because we had hung out or something? Because I remember being like, Veronica, this is not normal for a friend to act like this about you having other friends. I'm not sure if it was that. Well, she told me that um, it was that we made her feel uncomfortable because we were like talking about like how we can eat all the things we want and blah, blah, blah. But it was not like in a malicious way. Like it wasn't like we were trying to, you know, be malicious. We were just talking about it. And I have like the skinny struggle too. Like I'm trying to gain weight and I eat everything I want and I can't gain any weight. So it depends on how you're seeing it or how you're taking it. So wait, hold on. Cause you're talking mad vague and I just want to lay it out very clearly. (laughs) So there's no misunderstanding. We, the three of us went to lunch or dinner or something. You and I were talking about what we wanted to order on the menu. And as skinny chicks with fast metabolism, we just, what I want this, I want that, I want that. She felt some type of way about that. And therefore was like, yeah, I'm good on Veronica, my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) And have a nice life. That's okay, so, crazy. so just to confirm, I wasn't tripping. That sounds as ridiculous today as it did almost eight years ago or ten years ago. <laughs> Ashley is over here looking like I ain't want to say it, but what the hell? <laughs> that's, that's nice. That is nice. That's but yeah. That's you know dumb. what? That's like it's funny in hindsight because you just have to laugh at some things to keep from crying. But then it also is kind of wild that it is ridiculous. But in all seriousness. The way you were talking about romantic relationships, V, right? It can be the same way, right? Like a a dude that we're dating or, you know, a a chick we've been talking to for a little while. And then the smallest, most seemingly dumb shit is the stuff that sets them off. Or, well, I don't like the way you looked at them. Or why do you need other friends? Or da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it's like those tiny little things that add up over time. And yeah, do become toxic like it's, it's a form yeah. of emotional manipulation and maybe it had been something else and maybe it was building up from somewhere else I don't know but I was like okay well I can't understand it but maybe it triggered her maybe this is something she really has an issue with mm-hmm. so let's just go on with the friendship it won't happen again like let's it's more important to me to be friends and let's move on yeah. um and then so we did and the second time was again when I broke up or mutual breakup whatever it was the mess with the man mm-hmm. and then she also disappeared. And I was really upset. I took that one to heart. I didn't think about, well, what was she going through? What maybe caused this? I was just like, that's messed up. Like, 
Did you have an official breakup speech with her? Hmm? Did you ever have an official breakup speech with her? Like, hey, I can't do this anymore. It's been real. Or do you just kind of like fall off? No, it's never like that. It's the falling off. You just fall off. And then the last one actually happened like seven months ago or something. We were talking about politics on text and um, it was something about Trump. We were talking about a certain topic. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I was like, oh, well, I agree with this part. But, you know, obviously I don't agree with like how he's using it, the message behind it, blah, blah, blah. And then it was just like, you know, her trying to convince me to her side. And I'm more of the person that it's like, as long as you're not harming anyone, as long as there's like nothing malicious underneath it, I'm going to allow you to feel how you want to feel. We don't have to agree on everything 100%. Um, as long as I can respect where you're coming from on it, but obviously she felt stronger about it. And so she disappeared for like three, four months. And I was like, she went ghost on you because she didn't like what you said or what your opinions or thoughts were. That is hella manipulative though. It's like, I'm going to punish you with my absence. Anytime you do something in my presence that I don't approve of. To me, that feels like, you know, I'm going to withhold my love, my affection, my presence, and I'm going to hit you with my absence anytime you do something I don't approve of, which, right? I can no? see it that way, but I try to, you know, I just, I feel like I know her soul and her intentions. And, you know, I think that sometimes, and she's still practicing on how to find her voice and how to use it. And maybe the way I took it was that, you know, Maybe she didn't want to further damage a relationship by saying anything or doing something. So she needed her time and space mm-hmm. and she's allowed to take it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. kind of in a place in my life where I've, you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, or fool me once, shame on you, fool okay, me twice, George shame Bush. on me. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, 41 or what, what number no, was he? 42, I, mean, oh, I knew exactly what you meant, Monica. <laughs> so yeah, the third time I was like, listen, you have your own things you're working on, so I'm going to stay over here, <laughs> do my thing, and when you're ready, you could come back. So that's basically what it is. It's not affecting me emotionally as much. You know, it's like... I just have to be my own person. And it's sad a little bit because I feel like for me, in order for me to do that, I kind of had to let go of a piece of the friendship. I kind of have to realize I can't rely on her as much, which is what you really want with like a sisterhood, a best friend. You want right. like that kind of deep emotional, I can rely on you connection. Right. And I was like, okay, well, it's not going to be her. Like right. we're still like the greatest of friends and I love her so much, but that little piece, I can't put it there. I got to take yeah. it out. Wait, so have y'all talked? When's the last time you talked? Oh yeah. I talk to her every day. I love oh, her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, she's, that's who I'm on vacation with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you guys are on talking terms. And hopefully, yeah. you know, you said she's growing and y'all are in a good place. So that's We're good. I also, appreciate Wait, that. you guys are really on talking terms? She said we that you talk every day. Yeah, every day. Oh, shit. I thought you were joking. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, no, she's okay. not joking. Also, the fact that Veronica hopped on a whole ass breakup episode just to reveal that she is, in fact, back with her toxic. That's why I thought she was friendship. joking. I thought this was a breakup. Oh, my uh, God. Who booked you? No. <laughs> you are canceled. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with the season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Ashley, can we please talk about someone you broke up with that you did not just FaceTime before this episode? Because <laughs> I haven't talked to this person um, in nine years. So, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, no, but this is somebody that I met when I was 19. We started off as really, really good friends, um, truly good friends. Mm-hmm. And he really liked me. And initially I was like, no, like, I don't like him. And he pursued me for a long time. And so finally, you know, we crossed that line because I felt like, you know, this is a good friend. So what better way to like form a relationship with somebody than to have them as your friend first, a really mm-hmm. good friend, somebody that like I respected and that, that respected me. And so that's where it led. And it just turned into like over the years, I did not know it then, but it was like a very emotionally and mentally abusive relationship over the years. Um, in what way? Manip- what were some of the small things he would do? Yeah, like we would be up and we would be down. Like he'd pick arguments. Like he was very critical of me and the way that I looked and the things mm-hmm. that I liked. And it got to the point where it was like, yeah, I mean, if you just lost a little bit of weight, like we can make this work. Or, you know, like anything that I liked. Like I was like, oh, I remember even talking about a car. I was. I wanted to get a Jeep Grand Cherokee like when I was younger, which I ended up getting when I was older. But I was like, yeah, I really love the Jeep Grand Cherokees. And he's like, yeah, that's super, that's super dumb. Like, that's wow. just, those are ugly. Like, how is that even it was, dumb? It's just like the it's car. Just, yeah, <laughs> right. Or I was saying I wanted to move to Charlotte when I graduated. Why would you move to a city like that? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Or even when I talked about my profession, um, what I wanted to do. It's like, well, why would you do that? So everything that I said that I liked was something that was just, it was very negative. It was stupid. And I just was so young and inexperienced at the time that I didn't understand what was actually going on. Mm -hmm. And so I kept going back to, well, we used to be really good friends and he was always so nice to me. And we were like really, really close. Like I just need to help him get back to that place. And Mm -hmm. so I would try like all of these things over the years, like it really actually affected my friendship. 
yeah. my really close friendships because they saw the change in me. Um, and how I was were, trying to be something that changing? I wasn't. Like, what, what did they notice about you that was different? I was, like, snapping on my friends because I was mad. Yeah. I was just always upset. I was always trying to put so much more energy into making him like me mm-hmm. into being what I thought he wanted me to be. Um, and I was neglecting my friendships and I was like, I was being mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I was always yeah. irritated and I'm always trying to figure he was out like, making you miserable. Yeah. He was making me miserable. Um, and so when there was a point in time where we actually were together and I found out that he was cheating, it was like the first time I found out and I was so devastated. I mean, I, I was like, I had never been this heartbroken in my life. Like my best friend came and I was in my apartment. I'm talking like eyes swollen. I had eaten. My apartment was a mess. Like mm-hmm. I was extremely heartbroken. And even from that point on, it was just like, okay, I'll never do that again. And then we would be good. Mm-hmm. And then it was something else. And then it was more manipulation. Like, yeah, like maybe if you change this, if you would just be a little bit more loyal, if you would do this mm-hmm. a little bit more, like, you know, then you would be the right person for me. And this lasted, you guys for years and I could not let go of the person that I knew initially who was my friend that's what I could not let go of because I wasn't understanding at that point in my life that like people change maybe who he was then was not truly who he actually is like I could not like conceptualize that Mm -hmm. um and so later on into adulthood we actually were not um we weren't dating, but it was still like a situationship in some way. Mm-hmm. And um, we were in a specific location and he was, I have never been so disrespected by anyone in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like, Zuri knows the Girl, story. Like, story. It was, I know, it, I'm waiting. It was this so traumatizing. Crazy. It was crazy. It was so traumatizing. So we were in a specific location out of town together with some of his friends. And long story short, like we were joking around and he grabbed my arm and he twist, he like twisted my arm up. Like it actually really hurt. And he was a big guy. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, I was like, like, what the fuck are you doing? And even his friend, like, he was like, yo, what You're are you like, doing? Chill. And he was like, you don't ever, don't ever call me that again. Like, don't ever say anything. Don't ever touch me like that. Like, and also, actually, I don't, not that anything that you would do would warrant that. Nothing excuses that type of behavior. But what was the thing that triggered him or set him off? So I cannot remember what the joke was, but somebody said a joke and he said something back. I started laughing. And you know how you're like, yo, shut up. And you like mm-hmm. tap somebody on the arm. Yeah. That's what it was. Wow. And that was. And he was like, don't you ever touch exactly. me like that again. Don't you ever hit me. And that's what made him like, hit, he like hands my ass up. Yeah. And I had never seen that kind of physical behavior from him before. So I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. And, and I knew it was bad. At that point, I still needed validation from other people that like, I was like, that's bad. But when his friend said it was bad, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is bad. It's time to go. And so for the, yeah. So, well, and so for the rest of the night, he continued to be very like, so distressed. Like I literally was like, we have been through so much over the last eight years. I have done so much for you. Like I have a relationship with his mom. My mom has a relationship with his mom. Like I've been to his mom's house. He's been to my family's house. Like mm-hmm. we're very connected. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I was like, I, I don't know what I've ever done to you to feel like you're treating me like I'm just some random chick off the street. Like, mm-hmm. which you shouldn't treat any woman like that. Right. But I'm somebody who's been here, like, quote unquote, holding you down for like eight years and not understanding that like real love does not equate to like going all, all of this pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so later on in the night, I was really upset and I was like, Hey, you know, like, I can't believe, I mean, I was pissed. So it, it was not, it was not like a, a chill conversation, but I basically was telling him like, I feel really disrespected. I can't believe you would treat me like this, especially in front of your friends. Like, I don't understand what I've ever done to you to make you like this disrespectful to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, y'all, <laughs> he put his fist in my face. Like I'm five, seven and he's like six, three. And she's like, I mean, way bigger than me, but it's, it's in my face, called me every name in the book, like every derogatory name in the book. Like it was terrible and was like, I will, I will fucking knock you out. Like it was, it was, and this was at like two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually I was actually supposed to go to the airport at the same time he was. So I'm thinking we're going to ride together. And yeah, he was like, yeah, I don't know how you're going to get to the airport. Like, wow. you have to you find your own way. He said you're on yeah. your own with that. Wow. He said I was on my own. But luckily, his friend knew I needed to go to the airport and knew that he had been on one, like, the whole night. And so he was like, I'm going to be downstairs waiting on you, whether you, like, come down or not. And I'm going to take you to the airport. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which was super nice of his friend, who I had only known for, like, <laughs> seven hours. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And so, yeah, he had a fist in my face, called me every name in the book. And it was, I could tell that we were on the brink of like this being really physical. Cause I, at this point I was like, I really want you to hit my ass so I can so ruin I can your life. Like, right exactly. Right. I mean, I would be fucked up, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not condoning like, violence um, on the podcast. No, not condoning violence at all. Cause this is really, really bad. And I really could have been seriously injured. Yeah. Um, and I walked, I walked out of the hotel room and I never talked to him again. So that was it. You just never reached I out. I never talked never to him again. Out. Did he reach out and you ignore or did he just not even reach out? Um, well, I blocked him from everything. Mm, okay. So if he tried to reach out, like I, I would never know. No, anyway. Um, yeah. But that was kind of like God telling me, like he should have been out of my life a long time ago because yeah. it was so abusive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I we never talked again. It was like an eight year relationship, friendship uh-huh. slash situation down the train. Yeah. And, um, and then I just, nothing from anyone. So I actually, yeah. So we actually do still communicate and she communicates to my mom. And I realized through a conversation with her about a year and a half ago, I told Zuri this, like he's a narcissist. Like, cause yeah. he has abused his mom. Like, oh, yeah. Wow. And so she was confiding in me about all of this stuff that had been going on between him and her. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't have the heart to like tell her like what had gone on. But it was then I was like, oh, my God, like, he's literally a narcissistic uh, person. And, and abusive. Leaving, after you left that trip and, you know, you blocked him out of everything, you know, touching on that theme of breaking up, it doesn't make it any easier sometimes to walk away from someone, even when you do it, even when you know you've done the right thing. What was the aftermath like for you? Was it difficult or was it like, you know what, after all the shit that went down there, like. I'm out. Like, I couldn't care less. There's nothing left to grieve or mourn when it comes to the loss of this relationship. Or was it still difficult for you to realize this, this guy's not in my life anymore? 
Um, it was less, it was for one, for one thing, it was super difficult. Like I actually left feeling so broken mm. and because I was like, first of all, I've never been in this situation before. And I don't know what I did to deserve like this type of treatment. I've always just tried to be a good friend. And like, I, I mean, I did a lot for him. Um, and I was actually really embarrassed. Like I didn't even tell anybody for like a long time. Mm. Um, cause I had to process everything. And it almost kind of seemed like a death. It's, it's actually one of the hardest years of my life, like wow. to date. Um, and I had to forgive myself <laughs> mm-hmm. and understand that like, this was not your fault. And it literally took me until a year and a half ago to realize like he has, he's a narcissist. Like, yeah. and I forgave myself, but like that actually kind of closed it up for me. But yeah, it was really, really tough. Yeah. Because when you think about narcissists and Ashley, you and I have had so many conversations because you had to walk me through that when I realized I was dealing with a mm-hmm. narcissist. Um, it's like, you're right. Something about realizing that is the label that truly applies to them kind of frees you up a little bit because you're a victim, right? I was a victim. Right. We were victims and, and we were victims for a reason. They take advantage of people who can be taken advantage of because they're like, what have I done? How can I be better? I want to help you. Mm -hmm. Let me protect you. Let me fix this. And they thrive on that dynamic. So it's the good in you, right? That, that left you exposed and vulnerable. And so it, it breaks my heart that like, you've had that moment that I had that moment of, what could I have done to deserve this? Yeah. Yeah. And it was so crazy because I remember getting off the phone with her and I had yeah, like chills mom. when you say with her. his mom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about his mom. I had chills because I was like, oh my gosh, like everything makes so much sense now. And I came in and told my husband and I was like, you will never believe this. Like I just yeah. realized I was dealing with a narcissist for like eight years and like it all makes so much sense. Well, these so. are our heavier breakups. So thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. I want to make a bit of a hard turn to a, a lighter version of the breakup conversation. Um, who has the funniest or most fucked up breakup that they've ever either pulled off or been on the receiving end of? It can be funny or fucked up. I feel like you already remembered one. You just thought of it. You have the craziest stories. <laughs> Sorry. <hold on. laughs> Wait, Veronica, you got one? <laughs> I'm trying to think. She's trying to find out. I'm trying to think of, I can't even break up effectively. I tried to do the slow fade and someone will still be in a whole relationship with me in their mind for like three more months because they never like fully got the memo. Oh my gosh, Zuri. Yours are whole. Yeah. <laughs> Zuri will try to break up with you for like, literally like three months and they're like I still love you. Months. Like I will break, I will have a whole ass, hey, this isn't working. I, it's been real. Like, I just, I want to just walk away from this in love and happiness, whatever. And they'll be like, okay, cool. So what do you want for dinner? And I'll be like, we have spaghetti. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just still in it. I, I'm just, I'm bad at ripping the bandaid off. And I hate to feel like I can't be friends with someone, anyone um, on the other side of a breakup. It took me a while to realize some people you just can't do that with because it was just that shitty or they were just that terrible Um, or you become terrible around them. Like I've had things where it's like, I don't like who I am when I'm with you. So I can't even do the friendship thing with you, but I'm just bad at it. Like I just, I want to be gentle, but people don't be taking hints. And then I just still be looking at people. 
a long time after. <laughs> so I just wait for them to realize, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever done any messed up breakups. I don't think I have either. I mean, I mean, have you? Well, okay, it doesn't have to be a whole relationship, right? I've definitely have people like if I've gone on a couple dates with you, and then I just like disappear or like kind of ghost you or fall off, and you don't get the hand, you're blowing me up and whatever it is, then I just go completely like cold, yes. like just you just are getting crickets. But I've never had a crazy one or like a. I don't think I've ever had a funny one either. I had someone. I had- other- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Veronica. I don't know if I even want to admit this. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if it beats the ring, I don't know I if mean, much so I had someone, like, there was a summer I was younger. I was working at, like, an Aldo or something with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were hooking up. Just hooking up, like, the whole summer. And then one time, like, I just, like, came to his house. And I was, like, ringing the bell. And somebody answered. I'm like, oh, I can't remember his name at this point. I Actually, I remember now, and I'm not going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's so, his name, bro? <laughs> his name was Diego. Okay, the fact that you actually said it, Veronica. Oh, my God. Okay, well, hi, Diego. Oh, that is it. <laughs> Listen, I was, I was very, I was like, what, 17? I don't know okay, how old, but he was older than me. Oh, wait, no, I was, I was never mind. Let's ride. <laughs> I was like 18. He was Ooh, older than me. Because that's not going to add up. Somebody's listening. And they're like, hold up. We was in a relationship when you were 17. So who was Diego? <laughs> Look at her right. trying to cover her tracks with your shady ass. <laughs> so um, I come, I pull up to this house. I ring the doorbell. Somebody answers the door. I've never seen this person before. And I'm like, oh, like I'm here for Diego or whatever. And they're just looking at me like they don't know what I'm talking about. I swear to God. And I'm like, yeah, his brother, his cousin, like lives here too. Mm-hmm. And like, I forgot. I knew the person's name then. They went to get him. Mm-hmm. And then he just came down and was like, yeah, I don't know where he is. Like he, he's not here. He's gone or whatever. I was like, what do you mean? He's gone. Like. Like he he was working at Aldo with me. Like he has to come to work. Like the next two days. Oh, he got like, in the morning. <laughs> and, yeah, and then um, they're like, no, 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 he's gone. Like I don't know where he went. Whatever. I was like, okay, this is weird. I was texting him, calling him. Um, nothing. And then like I go to work and he's gone. Like he had like quit something. He's gone. And I was just like, what? okay. And then he wasn't like nothing, just disappeared. I still to this day. Wait, do not what? Know so he broke up with you by just falling off the face of the planet? Maybe I'm a narcissist and I thought that. Right? Like, I was like, did you check on his man's <laughs> welfare, Veronica? The fact that he disappeared, no one heard from him. He didn't show up at Aldo the next day. And all Veronica is thinking is, how rude. It's just rude. Right. I mean, by disappearing. Why like, did he die? Or we could do a wellness check, Veronica. <laughs> or that. Oh, I'm man. just realizing that. Oh my God. The fact that she's like, wait, maybe I'm the narcissist. <laughs> so do we know where Diego is? No, I have no idea. I mean, oh, Veronica, you didn't get broke right. up with. This motherfucker might be like in a ditch somewhere. What is wrong with you? He's all right. If his brother doesn't care, this is not my responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like. So his brother wasn't tripping either. So we feel like Diego was safe. He just wasn't fucking with any of y'all anymore. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I think he was just done. Like, okay, with everything. Starting a new summer. Maybe he went to Steve Madden. Aldo was done. He's oh, just at Steve Madden now. I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm feeling about that story. <laughs> Ashley, please tell me that you did not. Okay. This is super fucked up. Okay. So this guy I was like hanging out with um, for a minute, actually, that I, I didn't want a relationship with because I, I wasn't like 100% attracted to him, but he was like cute enough, you know, and he was mm-hmm. super fun. We always had a good time when we went out. Um, 
So we had been hanging out for months, actually. And then we actually were going to, you know, hook up mm-hmm. and, and girl, like it was, it was like, <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, like okay. what? Y'all can't see it, but she's, she's using two of her fingers to imply. You know the emoji, size. y'all, that has like the two fingers that, like, that is basically saying that something is tiny. Yeah. yeah. So I literally started laughing in his face. Oh, I remember you told me this story. That was so fucked up. I was rolling because I was like, is this a joke? I'm like, like I literally, you guys, no, it is very clear. No, it needs to be very clear to our hot, happy mess listeners. <laughs> Ashley had a whole naked man. And as soon as she saw what she saw, started laughing in this poor man's face hysterically. You said you couldn't stop. Yeah. No, I like fell off my bed. <laughs> like, cause I was like laughing so hard. I like rolled That's over terrible. and like fell off my bed. I was like dead. Like it was, so funny and he was like no 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 like I'm that's not really how it shower. is and I was like <laughs> yes it is like I'm it's right here that like so I mean. you know oh my god I know and he went up and went to the bathroom and I was like it's cool like everything's fine you ain't shit you ain't shit you ain't and shit. I know and I was like but we can still be cool like we can still <gasps> hang out Wait, we have so, so you much literally fun. ended it I didn't I don't think I realized that you, you ended it, it in that moment because Hell no. You said we could. Yo, still what be am fun. I gonna do with that? <laughs> you could try. <laughs> no, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> Ain't nothing to try. <laughs> it was nothing oh to try. So he went to the bathroom. He was like, "No, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's we can try again." And I was like, "No, nah, but we could still be friends." Like, and so we did hang out for a little bit. But I just, that was like, that. You probably traumatized that man him. so deeply. He got, he, now. he got a kid now. He got somebody. Figured somebody it out. liked it. You know, it's somebody for everybody. It just wasn't oh me. God. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to on purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. I'm Stephanie J. Block, and I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks, and we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes, hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Before I let you guys go, breakup uh, aftermath, getting through it. What is your number one go-to song for breaking up? What's your go-to breakup song? And then what is your top recommendation for someone who's going through a breakup? My song is Best Thing I Never Had, Beyonce. Remember she was in the wedding dress and then like, I think she was jilted at the altar. That or Irreplaceable, to the left, to the left. Because that- What about Tyree? Who? Why you gotta act? Remember that song you playing? No, but that had me in my feelings because that was a jam. Oh, well. No, I feel like that for me, that song is when I'm still dealing with your dumb ass and we're just going back okay. and forth. The, the, like, I need to get back in the groove, I need to remember who I am song is Best Thing I Never Had or Irreplaceable. Like that, oh, okay. Beyonce, you know? Beyonce, those okay. Ones, yeah. Okay, so is yours how you gonna act like that, Tyrese? Ashley? Let's no, see. mine was X, X Factor. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a that good one. I, when, I, when I hear the song to this day, I, it takes me back. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Veronica, yours yeah. is X Factor. We have two. two. So okay. mine, like my old school one, was Tony Braxton, He Wasn't Man Enough. Mm, that's a good one. And then my new one is Dua Lipa, Don't Come Out, but kind of new. Was Is it called Don't Come Out? Oh, don't, don't start, start now. That, don't, don't start, start now. now. I love that song. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I do like that one. I liked, I don't give a fuck, her first one. I, you know what I needed? I needed Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels. The whole Back album. in the day. Yeah. Oh, I texted. I needed her like album drop 12 years like, ago. Bitch. Jasmine just wrote a whole album about our life. And you need to listen <laughs> Literally. to it ASAP. Like every song was like she was just sitting there with us at brunch and just taking <laughs> notes and then just threw some lyrics and some melodies on that shit and just made the most fire album of 2020. Late I was 2020. Like, this maybe is so early my life. <laughs> it was so oh my god, girls like, like me with her. That song. I have never felt more seen. <laughs> I was like, oh literally. Striking. Literally, like I, I feel like that was my whole dating life. And yeah. yours too. Yeah, no doubt. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Meanwhile, Veronica silent because she's the girl. <laughs> That's the other <laughs> She's like gorgeous, baby body. <laughs> you got to listen to What's the other girl? I'll send it to you. Her is the other singer who's on this song. They, they do a duet. No, but what's the Girls Like Me? What's the other? You said Girls other Like girl. Me is basically like talking about the dude who, you know, is constantly choosing the girl he swears he doesn't want. Like she's gorgeous. She's hot. She probably treats him like shit half the time. She's um, just everything that guys want, right? Like superficially. 
But then they say they want this like down ass chick and this one who's yeah. gonna ride or die. But when you show up as that, they're like, yeah, so that was cute. But I'm gonna go over here and chase this chick who is like lit yeah. on Instagram and just like tits and ass and all the da 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 da. Yeah. I can tell. My life basically back in the day, I feel like. Veronica's like, I cannot relate. I'm like, okay, now I know what it's like. Like, anyway. It's not my struggle. I'm sorry that you guys have to do Do we need tips on how to get over a breakup? Yeah, what's your number one tip before I let you go? I work. I just get into work and I'm like, all right, let's work on me. Because oh, the whole time you're working on him and yeah. us. Oh, I thought you meant work, like, professional. So you go into, like, okay, how do I make myself feel better? How can I be better? I'm going to just focus all on All of it and professional work. Yeah. Like, okay. every, all the way around. Mm-hmm. Working out, work, all yeah. of it. All the work. Ashley, what about you? I say turn into Edward Scissorhands and cut that ass off. Like, <gasps> cut off oh, all communication. Off. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Really? Cut off all communication. And time heals everything. Like, mm-hmm. you'll get over it. But yeah. stop communicating. <laughs> right. That's a good one because I've not done that <laughs> very often. And it's just like picking out a scab that just can't heal for even longer because you're not allowing time for it to heal. You're just like, oh, no, I can check in. I can say hi, whatever. Um, so that's a really good one. My number one breakup tip, I would say surround yourself with people who know you and love you and can just like support you through it, who know to be gentle with you, um, who knew about the relationship or whatever it was. Like sometimes I feel like there's this inclination or your first instinct is to just isolate. Like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to turn off all the lights, shut my doors and I answer calls for a week and just like go off the grid basically. But in the moments that I've done that, all you do is spiral into like deeper despair. And then you just get into that kind of like self-pitying mode where it's just woe is me and even though woe is you it's like when I'm with my friends my best friends who love me when I'm calling my mom when I'm answering and allowing them to lift my spirits it it's so much better and you just heal quicker so I would say support network yeah it's like reassuring yeah that you need at that point in time right 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 and comfort um just yeah being reminded that you are loved in the middle of a moment where you might feel such a lack of it well, Absolutely. ladies, if people want to keep up with you, uh, let them know what you're doing, what you do, where they can find you. Veronica Payne. I'm a jewelry designer. I have my new collection coming out in like, well, we're going to start dropping first pieces like next month. Aura so Anna. you can check it out at auraana.com. It's O-R-A-A-N-A. And then follow me on Instagram is Veronica with a K and last name P-A-Y-N-E. Veronica underscore Payne. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, Ray, R-A-Y-E underscore. I am an executive mentor now, and I am creating this super dope program for women who are expiring executives. So you can go and follow me and um, look out for content surrounding uh, that program. Oh, and you saying that reminds me, our next series is the career and finance series. So Ashley's about to be all up in this thing because she, <laughs> the way she budgets, the way she hustles and promotes or gets promotions, I should say, um, very impressive. So y'all are definitely going to want to hear what she has to say when it comes to that because she's killing the game. Hi, 
Kathy. Yes. Thank you so much to my girls for sharing their stories. I always appreciate their transparency and how real they keep it. And like I said, these are the conversations that we have offline, off record, you know, heart to heart. And they've really been resonating with you. Like you're saying that those are the segments that you really love too. And so I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you guys get to share in the awesomeness that is my friends. Make sure you go check out everything that Ashley and Veronica are doing. You can hit them up on Instagram. They dropped their platforms and all that jazz. Next up, as promised, this week's party Party trick. We are going one-on-one with marriage and family therapist, Beverly Andre. She's going to provide us with three tips to bounce back from a breakup. Here you go. Okay, so navigating a breakup. Be careful about the gray area, right? The transitioning from relationship to singleship. I think a lot of people try to do whatever they can to hold on to that person so that they can still be in their life in whatever capacity at the expense of them. So be careful of that gray area. Um, don't feel like you need to rush past your emotions to do anything with them. It's okay to acknowledge that you're grieving the loss of this relationship and a friendship because some people are like, oh, that person was my best friend. Don't be afraid to um, take time to nurture yourself and to be aware of this is what I'm feeling and this is my process. Um, third tip, don't be afraid to wallow. I mean, don't make it a long-term thing, but right. you don't have to put on the front and be happy like, oh, I'm a you know bad bitch and I can do whatever yeah. I want. Yeah. Or No, you can it's sit okay. With it. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have your pajamas on for three days. That's your mind. <laughs> but it's okay to wallow. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll bathe eventually, but you get at least three good days to just right. shake it off. I love that. And that permission to just be gentle with yourself and do whatever it takes in those few days and just right. get through it. I love that. All right. That's all, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hot Happy Mess. Let us know in our super secret, sexy Facebook group page, Hot Happy Mess. Go find us. It's a secret group, but once you're in, you can keep the conversation going. Hit us up on Instagram at Hot Happy Mess. Let us know your thoughts. If you have any Ask Zuri submissions, we've been getting some really good ones. So I'm excited to share those in an upcoming solo episode. And make sure you come back next week on Monday for our Should I Get Married episode. Land in the ring. You know what I'm saying? putting a little bling on that special finger. We are diving into all things engagement. How do you know if you are ready for it? How do you know if you should walk away from a relationship that you thought would end in engagement and marriage? And also, how do our upbringings shape our outlooks on marriage? We have the amazing expert, Beverly Andre, who gave us this week's party trick, joining us to talk about navigating pre-engagement and engagement. And also, of course, we're bringing you another group chat segment where Travasha and Leah are going to go into their very diametrically opposed. Is that the right phrase? I'm trying to be dramatic, but I don't quite remember what that means. So I don't want to make stuff up. It's super late. I am recording this from my hotel room in Tacoma, Washington, because we have officially kicked off season 13 of American Ninja Warrior coming Coming to to NBC NBC this summer. summer. Yeah. 
clearly I'm delirious. Um, super excited. So I've got a lot going on, but I'm excited to share it all with you. Really big announcements coming. So stay tuned. Leave that five-star review. Let us know what is your go-to breakup song so we can just get the playlist started. And I will see you next week. Bye. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.